everyone, this is Lauren. And this is Anastasia. You're listening to Wait to Panic, a podcast where two friends take turns trying to scare one another shitless. This week, it's Anastasia's turn. And it actually, like, I've broken my my track of it not being creepy, and this one actually is kind of horrifying. So, you're welcome. Or, I'm Yay. sorry. Which, whichever. <laughs> <laughs> undecided okay well we'll take a poll at the end i guess Hmm. yeah so before we do that let's do our happies so what's your happy for the week you know we said we had time we were talking before we hit the record (laughs) button i'm still not ready uh oh i know Uh, Rory and I finished watching The Haunting of Bly Manor, and I'm not going to say any spoilers. I'm just going to say I loved it. I'm still on The Haunting of House Hill, so... Oh my god, how have you not finished that yet? Hill House? Hill House, House. that one. Words. Fantastic. (laughs) Love Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Bly Manor, I think I actually like more. Okay. And, you know, it's actually really funny because Blake gives me shit for loving shows like that, but yet... I hate horror movies. Like, you know, I like the psychological creepers, but not the blood and gore creepers, if that makes sense. I think it makes sense. I think I'm actually on the opposite because I'm okay. Like Rory and I, because Halloween was last week. Uh, we watched a whole bunch of, like, scary traditional, quote, movies, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> including, like, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. And frankly, they're so ridiculous that they're not really that scary. Oh, but I feel like that's... Okay, I don't like new horror. Because yes. it's so much about, like, the blood and gore. But old horror I can do. Like, the original It love that movie because it's just oh, ridiculous how? no because it's just hilarious like <laughs> no that tim- one gets me but it's because it's clowns <laughs> yeah well i don't like clowns but tim curry is just hilarious in it so I, I can overlook the clown side of it but these these were the remakes so they were like made in the 2000s yeah I'm, okay so i'm okay with blood and gore so long as it's ridiculous and slightly yes. bad acting yes if it is something like i'm going to have to watch Like, Sinister. I cannot watch Sinister. My sister has tried to make me so many times. But, like, they have the videos of, like, the family swaying in the winds. Ah! It's awful. It's awful. Oh, you're really not going to like this story, then. Oh, yay! Good. (laughs) Okay. Well, what's your happy? (laughs) My happy is... It's a belated one, but I'll do it anyway. Um, So... I was brave, and for our Halloween party at the barn, we did a gambler's choice round. So it's a course that you can pretty much jump either way. And each jump is worth like a set amount of points. And you have 35 seconds to do whatever course you're going to do. And when time is called, that's how many points you have. And normally, like even, I don't know, a couple months ago, I wouldn't have had the balls to do that because I'm a nervous Nelly. And <laughs> I did, and it wasn't so bad, and we did okay. So well, that's lovely. Yeah, it was fun, and Forrest jumped all the things, including hay bales that I did not think he was going to go over. But yeah, he was a super boy, and I'm proud of us. Yeah, I like how most one. of my happies are related to horses and animals, but 
It is what it is. Shocker. I know. (laughs) We're animal people. It's just how it is. I mean, I would apologize to our listeners if they get tired of hearing about it, but hopefully you are also animal people. But um, all that aside, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the horrifying, the horrifying, and go back to Scotland because we've been kind of bouncing between Ireland and Scotland lately, and we're just kind of gonna stay there for a little bit. And one of these days we'll go in person. Yeah, post COVID. <laughs> post COVID. So, in a few so, years. So far, post COVID. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. But on our horror movie thread, uh, you know Hannibal? Oh, God. Yeah, well, think him, but worse. Like, yay! Okay! So much worse. Um, okay. Oh, God. I never thought okay. I would, like, and I've never seen any of the Hannibal. Like nope. Silence of the Lambs movies. Um, but I know enough about it to say that Hannibal's kind of tame in comparison. And I'm not happy about that either. It's okay. Mm, okay. Um, that is the point of this podcast. <laughs> it is. Uh, so have you have, have you heard of The Hills Have Eyes? I've heard of the movie. Yeah, so... This story is actually the basis for that. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. I'm, let me just take a drink of my blood orange San Pellegrino and I'll survive. Okay. So Hit we, me with it. We've already covered, like, I am not a horror fan by any means. I hate zombies. Like, that is the one horror genre I cannot do. I don't know why. It's just dead things should stay dead. They freak me out. Cannibals are a close second with clowns. Uh, so I knew enough about when I read that, you know, they, this is the basis for The Hills of Eyes and Hannibal and all that. Like, I knew enough about these films without actually seeing them that I knew I wasn't going to like this story. And I was right within about the first five minutes. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance, but ugh. So, again, we're heading back to Scotland. And we're going to learn about Alexander Sonny Bean. Um, I've not heard of him. Yeah. And his really, really terrible family. But real quick, there's there's no like hard, fast confirmation that this is a an actual person ever. And mm-hmm. there is some speculation that it was like an anti-Irish uh, legend. So I'm not coming at it from that angle. I'm coming at it from the horrifying angle of people can be really fucked up and do some really terrible things and not from the we don't like this one group of people side of it. Fair caveat. So quick, quick disclaimer. Yep. So we don't know a whole lot about Alexander's early life. It it doesn't seem like it was anything super exciting. He was kind of a pretty lazy person. Uh, he was believed to have been born in East Lothian in the latter part of the 15th century. And briefly, he was a tanner by trade. Uh, his father was a ditch digger and a hedge trimmer. And when he tried to follow in his father's footsteps and kind of take on the, the family trade, 
Yeah, he realized really quick that he he didn't really like that kind of work because, well, it was hard labor. And boring. And boring. And he just really liked to be lazy, which is kind of interesting given, like, how much effort he had to put into later life. But anywho. <laughs> okay. That's um, cool. Yeah. So he he didn't like his dad's job, so he went on to be a tanner for a very brief period, and I can only assume like he used that bit of knowledge on his victims later. Uh, yeah, but he he didn't end up like being a tanner either, and so he just was like, I don't really want to do any form of honest employment. So he just kind of ditched his mother and father and left town. Like, just peaced out. Uh, we know a little bit more about his later life once he moved across the country to Ayrshire and he got married. His wife was not a great woman. Um, yeah, she she was not a nice person. She was known as, quote, Black Agnes. Uh, she was born last name Douglas, but yeah, she was accused of being a witch, which we all know how we feel about that is, uh. yeah. But she also really kind of shared in Alexander's more violent tendencies. Oh, good. So, Two but, homicidal maniacs, <laughs> right. and they just decided to pair up. Match made in heaven or hell, uh, right there. Nothing... Nothing like a, a shared hobby to really bind you two together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's funny because it's factual but horrible. Right, it's true. Um, you know, what what a couple has together that's hobbies helps them stay together, right? Ugh. Don't let it be violence. Don't let it be violence. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what led up to this point once they got married. But they decided that, and I assume it's it's somehow related to the fact that they were both kind of terrible, violent people. But instead of living in town and continuing his life as a tanner, because he already knew how to do that, albeit he did not like, you know, having a day job. Um, yeah, Alexander and Agnes decided to take their lives off the grid. Like, really really off the grid and i'm not sure why they chose this but it worked out well for their purposes i guess so near ballantrae in ayrshire scotland there's a cave that is now known as benane cave and this ended up being the the perfect home for their soon to be expanding family Benane was mostly full of tunnel networks. It was over a mile long. It had a bunch of side passages and just this massive network of cave tunnels. In addition to that, the entrance to the cave was blocked mostly by this enormous boulder, and it flooded for several hundred meters twice daily at high tide. Uh, so that pretty much meant that the entrance and exit to the cave was challenging, to say the least, for anyone who could be looking for them. Are you telling me they decided to go be cave people? 
Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. I just, I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure I was understanding that correctly. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you definitely are. And again, you and I have the, the same thought of, I don't know why we, you would choose to do that. And so did some of the, the search teams later. Um, but yeah, no, they, they chose to become cave people for God knows what reason. And yeah, that was, that was a choice they made. So living in a cave definitely had some drawbacks. It was very, very impenetrable to anyone who didn't know they were there, which was everyone. Um, they were very well hidden from all of society and kept it that way for many years, which is also horrifying. I mean, no rent. No rent. You are correct. But I mean, no one's going to come knock on your door. Mm, well, I don't know if it would have mattered if they did anyway for them. Uh but yeah, it was it was real hard to hold down a job when you're living in a cave. Uh, people tend to ask questions about that kind of thing. And so Alexander lacked a job, and he had to find a way to support his new wife and himself. So they started out with, you know, some, some minor robberies. And yeah, that, that kind of turned into their full-time gig. And they were pretty successful until one day Alexander kind of came to the realization that, huh, I'm leaving eyewitnesses. So instead of just ambushing and robbing travelers at night, he decided that, well, I don't want to leave anyone behind who knows my face. And so he started killing them. You could have just worn a mask, dude. <laughs> Logic is not a strong part of this story. Because there's a lot of choices that they made that they could have easily made other ones and not the ones they did. But okay. yeah. So there was this one narrow, not very well-traveled road. It was mostly used by merchants, but it kind of developed a reputation for being haunted because of the number of people that were disappearing. And, I mean, since it's so after the fact, you and I can guess where these people were disappearing to. Uh, Mm -hmm. But at the time, they didn't know where all these people were going missing. And over 25 years, it ended up being over a thousand people. Oh, damn. Yeah, they were busy. Uh, But... You you live in a cave. You don't need that much money. (laughs) That's not what they were doing. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want anyone to know they were in the caves. Again, I don't know why. Maybe they were the ultimate hermits. I don't know. But that meant that they didn't want to go into town to do shopping. And it's all well and good to rob these people for their money. But if you don't have anywhere to spend it, there's only other couple things that you're robbing these people for. And so they would... I don't like this. Yeah, you're not gonna. Sorry. Can you guess what their main food source was? I'm gonna guess humans. You are very correct. Um, You could farm. He could. And I assume, like, I've done keto. I get the high protein thing. But, like, just eating meat, I have to assume that 
like either they stole some crops from local farms or like the merchants they ambushed. There was some farmers here and there. Because I don't know, the idea of not eating a vegetable for 25 years makes me real sad. Yeah, no, that sounds real bad. Yeah. The good God, eat. They'd probably just be out there like munching on the grass <laughs> like cows, just like. <laughs> They probably have pica now. They're shoving dirt in their mouths. Like, get some vitamins. That could make <laughs> sense. Um, that Yeah, no, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, so, yeah, they came up with this bright idea between him and his wife to to butcher and cook the, the victims, which, ugh, yeah, vomit, vomitous. <laughs> but turns out this... High-protein diet was pretty effective, and it wasn't long before Agnes was pregnant. Ew! Mm-hmm. Cannibal baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I nicknamed her babies the Beanie Babies. Oh. <laughs> Don't sue us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she went on to give birth to 14 Beanie Babies in total. Oh, my God. Yeah, eight sons, six daughters, which, frankly, I mean, that's in a horrifying kind of way. Like, it's kind of impressive that she had that many to term pregnancies with minimal medical care. Because, I mean, they're they're still in a fucking cave. Oh, yeah. She's so, got to be a very hardy woman. Yeah. Like, there's there's no midwife coming into the depths. There, there is no epidural there. <laughs> no, it's it's just her popping out babies in a cave and like, ugh. Oh, God. But you want to know how it gets worse? I mean, are they going to butcher a baby when they start running out of people? I don't like the silence. <laughs> I do I mean, not like the silence. I, I didn't think of that possibility of but I'm sure there were at least some kids that got killed oh. along with. I I don't know. Um, I didn't come across mm. any baby murder, but I, I wouldn't honestly put them it past them. But no, the, the getting worse bit. So they had these 14 children. Hmm. And really, for lack of any other partners, <gasps> they made little incest babies. No! No! Yeah. Oh, God, murder the baby instead! Right. <sighs> so, no, there there ended up actually being 18 grandsons and 14 granddaughters. How old were the children when they started doing this? I don't know. Oh, I hate it. I hate everything. Yeah, there, there were 48 of the Bean family in, in general, and... It, it took place over, like, 25 years, so the math isn't great. Nope, the math's bad. The math's really bad. Well, the math is very bad, and yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that's it's a lot of mouths to feed. Oh, oh sorry. I just started thinking about the ratio of men uh-huh. to women in that cave, yeah, too. No, don't, don't think too much on it. It's real bad. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I'm just going to shake my hands and be horrified. <laughs> I told you, you needed alcohol. I I, I know. know. I just haven't been feeling great recently, so I know. I'm trying not to drink. I know. <laughs> Alcohol-free wine. I I need to get some. I haven't been able to find any in stores near me, but... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so... I, I know. I said I was sorry. I know. Um, da, 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 where am I? Okay, yeah. So, a lot of mouths to feed. There's like 48 of them total by the time that they are eventually caught. But you can imagine, like, their cooking pots. I don't know how, like, they must have just gathered cooking supplies from the merchants that they robbed. That's the yeah. only thing I can come up with. But, uh, yeah, they, they had quite the, the pantry, we'll say. And they, they spent the better part of these two decades really, really, um, refining their techniques. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So what they would do is, I, I did warn you. Okay. You did. You warned me. Just power through. I'll be okay. (laughs) So they would, they would lay these traps at night and ambush individuals or small groups. They would never, if they were groups on horseback, they would never attack more than two people at a time. So, like, their max group that they would attack if they were on foot was, like, six. If they were on horseback, they would only attack if it was, like, one or two people. Um, Why didn't they just hunt animals? I mean, I I imagine... I personally don't go for any of it, but... I imagine they did to, to supplement, because you'd have to, but I... I don't know. I didn't ask those deep questions. I was too disturbed. <laughs> oh god. Okay, keep going. Yeah, keep going. So, they would rob and murder them before they drag them back to the caves. And once they had them there, they pretty much passed these bodies off to the women because why not? Um, who would go on to dismember the bodies and kind of parse it out to everyone and eat what they could. But there were still leftovers, and I'm really sorry for calling people leftovers, but that's what they were at the time. Uh, So their next, and I'm sorry, do you like pickles? I do. No. (laughs) Oh, not pickles. I just got pickles in the last, like, two years. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, they, they would pickle the leftover bits. Oh. Yeah. And so by salting and pickling what was left over, they were they were able to really kind of store up a surplus in barrels that they could just kind of pull out at will to to feed the family. And it's what? now <laughs> Yep. So again, it's now Ugh. like forty five ish people strong. And even with this method, they still had some parts to get rid of, like bones and bits that had deteriorated too far for even them to eat, which is saying something at this point. So they just tossed the bits out into the water to be washed away. And reports of they said strangely well-preserved but decaying body parts began to surface in the nearby fishing town, but with enough infrequency that the villagers only thought that they belonged to victims of animal attacks. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, anytime... We have feet washing up on our shore where we live, and, like, that's bad enough. 
that it's only been like 45 in the last, I don't know, 15 years, which is still too many. Okay, that's so many more than I thought it was. Yeah. I thought we had like five. No. What? Yeah. Yeah. There, there have been quite a few feet. Oh my God. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover that another day. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, 45-ish people, still a lot of mouths to feed, which I thought about and I was like, those, like, you fed little kids. Like, the more I thought about the food issue, the more yep. grossed out I got. Ugh. Yeah. Anywho. So, obviously, with their their clan growing, uh, the number of disappearances began to steadily uptick because more mouths to feed meant more victims. And the locals really started to take notice. Their rightfully so take notice. Uh, There were several searches that took place in the hopes of finding the culprits, but they were so secretive that really the villagers were pretty, pretty unaware of this murderous cannibalistic clan that lived right under their noses, because it wasn't real far out of town. Under their feet, probably, with the tunnel systems. Okay, that's worse. That's worse. (laughs) (laughs) But am I wrong? You are not. But yeah, I just I, I have to wonder if one of the kids ever tried to run away. Like, ooh, I saw sunlight. Ah, so we'll get ooh. into that. Okay, um, okay. it doesn't end well. <laughs> so hold okay. your yays. Uh, but yeah, the the missing persons list is seriously like a thousand people long at this point. Which that's so many people for at that time. Like, why would you just not use that road anymore? I just like wall it off at one end and be like, no, bitches, find another way. Like, oh, I bad uh, things happen on this I, road. Don't go this way. No matter what happens, don't stop there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had made a joke that the missing persons list was probably as long as the cave was. And oh, <laughs> oh, stage. Uh, oh no. I, I had to have some humor, okay? It was such a disturbing story. Yep. No, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But in in one of the searches, because there were a couple that took place, they noted the cave, but dismissed it, which, tear down the face, could have solved a lot of problems. But they dismissed it because the men in the search refused to believe that anything human could live in such a place. <laughs> which, I mean, well, they are fair, wrong. <laughs> I don't think the Beanie Babies are human. <laughs> right. I was like, by this point, I would barely classify this group as human. So they're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the animals didn't even want to live in that cave. And right? these people moved on in. Yeah. Into the deep, into the dock. Ugh. Okay, mine's Amoria. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, as as such things tend to go, the searchers were very frustrated by their lack of answers. And as people tend to do when you don't have answers for things that scare and frighten you like that, people tend to turn on each other. And the townspeople ended up lynching several innocent people. But oh. I know, but the disappearances did continue meaning that they were wrong. And the local innkeepers kind of took the brunt of suspicion because they were the ones that usually saw the victims last. Um, 
unfortunately so. And most innkeepers in the area, they actually became so fearful of being wrongly accused that most of them abandoned their inns entirely and just went on to pursue other occupations. They're like, fuck it, this isn't safe. Like, people are getting real pissed about all these missing people. I'm getting blamed. I'm getting the hairy eyeball. And maybe it's better to go do something else for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of um, the Beauty and the Beast song when they're going to go riot. Oh, yeah. We don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty, pretty In this accurate. case, good instincts. Yeah. Good, good wrong instincts. Wrong target. <laughs> yeah. Find the right target and direct it that way. Yeah. But, ugh. yeah. So 25 years have gone on of the Beanie Baby hunting parties. Over a thousand missing people. <laughs> I know. God, I, that's a mental image. <laughs> yeah, Beanie Babies just uh, going shh, 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 down the road after people with pitchforks. I mean, I would almost take that over this story. At least I'd laugh before I died. If um, anyone can draw, please draw that. <laughs> please, please that. draw that. Uh, but, yeah, over a thousand people have gone missing, and I assume that there's some inflated numbers there, but a thousand is a nice round number. And people were starting to get really pissed off at this point because they didn't have any explanation for all these missing people. And so, again, the years went on, and the beans really continued to refine their methods. They formed almost a militia-style mini-army for their hunts. And unfortunately for them, even the best organized groups can can screw up. And luckily for everyone else, they did. And one evening, pretty much everything went to all hell. So there was a man and wife that were riding together on horseback. Um, all the accounts I could say was like she was riding behind him on his horse, and they were returning home from a nearby fair when they were attacked. And the man, luckily, was damn good with a blade. He held off most of the clan, of or the hunting party, with his sword and a pistol. Unfortunately, his wife was not so lucky. So they would kind of organize where they would attack, like half of them would attack one person, the other half would go after the next. And so one group pulled her from the horse, stripped and disemboweled her. <gasps> and one report said, like, they immediately started, like, eating her guts, which, <gasps> like, horrified me. But, yep. And so oh, no, 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 the no, man no, saw no. that <gasps> and rightfully was horrified and absolutely furious, more so than he already was. But, you know... They're still trying to wrestle him from his horse. And so now he's terrified for himself because he's seen what the hell just happened to his wife. And he did the logical thing, dug his heels into his horse and sent it forward over and into his attackers. Hell freaking yeah. Yeah. Good choices. You know, same thing. Like, you don't mess with police horses. Like, if a horse is coming at you, get out of the way. Like. Mm-hmm. That hurts. And luck was on his side. Again, not so much the wife's. um, But 
it happened that he held them off for long enough that a group of roughly 20 people came along. They had also yes. recently left the fair. Yes, good good things are happening now. Um, and they kind of just joined in the fight. They saw what was happening and were like, holy shit, we need to help this guy. And all kind of banded together. And for the first time, the... The beans found themselves at a severe disadvantage and fled the scene. Finally, horrific cannibal cowards. Right. And that meant for the first time in decades, they had left eyewitnesses and evidence. So, rightfully so, this man, he is absolutely livid at the death of his wife, which good husband points there. Mm-hmm. Um, also mad at the very fact that, you know, they were attacked So he was taken before the chief magistrate of Glasgow and told his tale. And the magistrate was smart enough to piece together the story with this mile-long list of missing people and thought, huh, well, I think I have something here and we should look into this some more. And then he came across these reports of these like weirdly preserved body parts that kept washing up and went... We're taking this straight up the ladder, all the way up to King James the First. Oh, like, dang. Okay. Went, went all the way up the ladder. So, enter the king. He arrives in Ayrshire with a, a modest-sized army of 400 people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no big deal. A pack of tracking dogs, bloodhounds. And they were joined by a local band of volunteers who offered their knowledge of the area to aid in this manhunt. Casual. Right. No big deal. (laughs) So this ended up being one of the biggest manhunts that the country had ever seen. And honestly, like if it was real, probably one of the biggest to date, because normally you don't, you know, just band together to go hunt down people unless you're the bean clan. (laughs) God. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. So this search seemed initially just as fruitless as all of the others had been. Nothing was discovered along the coastline or countryside. And they were about ready to call it and just give up, unfortunately, until one of the dogs caught a scent. And it was as they passed by a partially flooded cave entrance, a hound signaled it had found a trail. The handlers didn't want to believe that anything human could live in such a dark, damp place, so they tried to call the hounds away. And in a very good boy situation, the hounds refused. They Right, good boys. They continued baying and actually went further into the cave and refused to come at their handlers' commands. So, by torchlight, the troops, hounds, and volunteers made their way through the knee-deep waters of Benang Cave. Swords drawn, they made their way through the mile-long twisting tunnel and into the inner depths of the Bean Clan's lair. Ugh. Absolutely none of them were prepared for what they saw. On the damp rock walls of the main cavern were strung rows of limbs and body parts. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. Hanging like meat at a butcher's. In other corners of the cavern were piles of clothing, jewelry, and discarded bones. So there are 
two versions of what happened next. The first and most common is that the roughly 45, 48 members of the Bean Clan were no match for the troops, and the ensuing fight was pretty brief. I can only imagine that had to be really kind of cramped quarters. Uh, Albeit, it didn't say that the whole company of the army went in, but even still. I mean, there's 48 people in the caves already, and... 400 potential soldiers. Uh, all 48 were arrested and marched off to the Tollbooth Jail in Edinburgh by King James himself. The human remains that could be gathered were taken out of the cave and buried in the sands of the beach outside, which, I mean, honestly, I would have just left them, but whatever. I mean, uh, I've, I get it, but... I appreciate that they took it out and buried it for some decency and yeah. rest. Yeah. You don't need that to become a full-on haunted cave. It's already a mostly haunted cave. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's haunted by that point. <laughs> I, it definitely is at least like 97% haunted. Maybe they saved that 3%, though. Maybe. Like the entrance <laughs> locks the ghosts in or something this uh, way. I don't know. But dear God. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. But the the list of crimes was so heinous that Scotland, which was normally very well-renowned for having a fair, well-followed justice system, yeah, they threw the book right out the fucking window. They abandoned all their standard rulings and sentenced the entire family to death. The crimes would be seen as so horrid that they could not have been committed by anything less than subhumans, and as such, they were not fit to stand human trial. Fair. So the very next day, the 27 men of the clan met a fate that wasn't much unlike their victims. Their arms and legs were cut off along with their genitals and thrown in the fires. The men were left to bleed to death. And Alexander's dying words were, it isn't over. It will never be over. And the 21 women and children were burned alive. Damn! Yep. <clears throat> so now, the second version is that the search party basically suffocated the clan to death. They put gunpowder at the entrance and lit it and pretty much just smoked them out and cut off their air supply. Which, eh, fair. Ugh, neither, neither ones are good here. So, so what happened? You said... Someone tried to run away? I did. We're, we are getting there. Okay. Um, so in the nearby town of Gervin, there's another legend about the clan. There is a story that one of the daughters left the family and settled in Gervin where she planted a dual tree, which they were commonly used in Britain as gallows for public executions Ooh. for hangings. <laughs> yeah. I told you it wasn't going to be a happy escaper. Uh, So the dual tree is known as a tree of lamentation or grief, and they're usually placed at crossroads or busy thoroughfares to really add to the the visual effect for the public. Um, They're used as gibbets for displaying corpses for a long time after the hangings were completed and until there was basically a skeleton hanging there. So, this daughter, having escaped her family, now her family's crimes are revealed, and, you know, she still has their last name. So, 
the townspeople turned on her and ended up hanging her from the tree. And that was that was the the one escapee story I could find that, you know, still didn't end well, unfortunately. That poor woman. She literally escaped <laughs> probably a childhood of rape, trauma, and being forced to eat human beings. Uh-huh. Only to get murdered. Only to get murdered. And so there's there's a ballad, because of course there is. Of course there is. And in a weird way, I was really glad that I studied so much medieval literature because it <laughs> made it very easy for me to to mentally translate this. So this is the last passage, but I'll I'll link the whole thing in our in our sources. But it goes, they've hung them high in Edinburgh town, and likewise other kin, and the wind blows cold on their bones, and to hell they all have gone. So basically, they hung them high in Edinburgh town, likewise all their kin, the wind blows cold on their bones, and to hell they all have gone. Which, you know, bright and cheerful. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a bucket of sunshine. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Yep. So oh. that pretty much wraps up their town, but like I said, or not their town, their their story. Okay. Um, but as I said, the story behind this has inspired a lot of modern horror films and whatnot. Wes Craven, like we said, used it as inspiration for the film The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, it was also the inspiration for Ravenous and the che- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Alexander Bean is used as a direct inspiration, or Sonny Bean is used as a direct inspiration for the name of two of the Titans in the manga and anime Attack on Titan. Yeah, I didn't know that. And the comic series Hack Slash, the main character, Vlad, is revealed to be a descendant of Sonny Bean, or Alexander Bean. Yeah, so... That's cool. my horrifying cannibal story. Uh, thoughts, comments? <laughs> I can't believe you researched this at night. <laughs> I did. And uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I had no, to watch something happy after that because. That, yeah, that's fair. Yep. Correct reaction. Uh, yeah. I didn't like that one. <laughs> Sugar. Uh, I I figured I hadn't done one really like disturbing one in a while, and we were overdue. That's fair. And that you grossed fair. me out with the angel of death. So turnabout's fair play. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh. Okay. Okay. Please tell me you have a palate cleanser. I'm not sure what to look for palate cleansers. Like uh, the goofiest things you can find. Okay, does not have to be related to topic. <laughs> Preferably not related to topic. <laughs> I did like try and look up some cannibal jokes, but they were absolutely horrifying, and I couldn't Ugh. do it. Uh. <laughs> okay, what do you call a dinosaur that is sleeping? What? A dino snore. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> uh. I was a dino snore last night. <laughs> uh, what did the left eye say to the right eye? What you looking at? 
Between us, something smells. <laughs> Why did the student eat his homework? Uh, I, I have no idea. Because his teacher told him it was a piece of cake. <laughs> and, uh, that didn't work out well for you, did it, buddy? Uh, two pickles. I'm sorry. Two pickles fell out of a jar onto the floor. What did one say to the other? It's no big dill. Ah, close. Dill with it. <laughs> I got close. Uh. <laughs> Here's a Star Wars one. What do you call a droid that takes a long way ar- or that takes the long way around? I have no guesses. R2 detour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what's a witch's favorite subject in school? I think we did this one, but it still makes me laugh. I don't remember if we've done it. <laughs> Spelling. Oh, I don't <laughs> think we did that one. That's uh, cute. I like it. How do you make a lemon drop? I'm just wondering how they're going to make a punchline out of this. <laughs> you just let it fall. Like from a lemon tree? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You just you just let it I'm fall. I'm thinking about it way too much. <laughs> oh. Oh goodness. All right. Let's find one more. What kind of tree fits in your hand? What kind of tree fits in your hand? Don't overthink it. Well, all that I can think of is money tree, and it's not going to be that. So go it's, ahead. It's a palm tree. Oh damn. <laughs> Okay. I'm overthinking everything uh, today. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, alrighty. So that's all for this week. Thanks for listening and check back next Sunday for another episode. If you need some extra spookums, check out our mini stories at waittopanic.com. And as always, if you have a story to share, please send us an email at waittopanicpodcast at gmail.com. Make good choices and remember, wait Wait to to panic. panic.